Welcome to The Leaders Who Care, a podcast powered by Dynamis Group. We are here to give the stage and support to those committed to create a positive and lasting impact, way beyond the profits and margins, the leaders of the world who care for others and serve a bigger purpose. Join us on the journey of creating a better, more caring world. And now to your host, Marian Timelkov. Good morning, everyone. Julio, welcome. I'm so uh, blessed to have you, and uh, it's such an opportunity to see you. Uh, by the way, uh, when I looked at your picture that you sent us, I wonder where were you on that picture that you sent us across? Good morning, first of uh, all. Well, uh, it was in Africa. We're in oh. a safari in uh, Malawi. Yeah. Wow, I was thinking that's that's uh, that looks exotic. <laughs> yes, yes, he was pretty good, pretty good. He was uh, a few years ago. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, for those of you, um, uh, Julio is uh, a great leader, someone that actually um, makes a difference. Uh, he's gone through many different uh, um, countries. He's um, he comes originally from Mexico and he's gone through a number of uh, critical roles and positions. And he's made a, a significant impact through who he is and, and taking care of, of others. Um, so, Julio, great to have you and uh, would love to hear, first of all, maybe a bit of a, a, your story, you know, just a brief introduction about you. And um, I'm sure everyone is looking forward to know who is Julio Oliva. Good. Well, thank you for the time and for the attention. Uh, well, I'm originally from Mexico. And uh, I'm an industrial engineer and I have an MBA as well. I'm 42 years old and I've been away from my country for 15 years. Uh, first, I moved to Canada and uh, I lived in total of eight countries so far. Uh, so it's been Canada and, and I went to Sweden. I came to Europe on a Lean project and then I moved to Paris to finish my MBA. So that was part of my exchange. Then I got a job in the Netherlands. I had a short stint in Switzerland and then also an assignment in, in Spain. And uh, my background has been mostly automotive and I've been Fortune 500 companies. Uh, I've been doing 10 years of global roles. In, uh, well, I'm married and uh, I have a, we have a nine-month-old baby. So that keeps oh. us uh, entertained. And uh, so that's, uh, that's about me. So I'll, I'll, about my hobbies, I like... Uh, I like the water, water sports. I like to, you know, I live in Amsterdam and we have a fortune to have a, a lot of water around us, canals and stuff like that. And uh, I also keep myself busy with CrossFit. Uh, now we take due precautions due to COVID-19, but we keep going to the box and, you know, staying healthy and active. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, what a journey. Do you kind yeah. of uh, summarize it in such a... Uh, such a way. What brought you to Amsterdam? How, how did you decide? I mean, it's such a great city, of course, in Europe, and we're, um, you know, so blessed to have it, you know, and, and be able to visit. But how about you? Look, um, I've been uh, at that point. You know, it was 2009 when I arrived, and uh, at that point, due to circumstances, I lived in four countries in the period of of one year through study and work and and so on. And uh, so I did a project in, in Sweden, uh, a lean project, uh, kicked off uh, part of the, the lean methodology there in to connect suppliers and vendors and to do like, just-in-time manufacturing. 
Mm -hmm. and, and it went really well. Uh, so they offered me, so when I went to France to study, I finished my MBA, and they offered me a position in the Netherlands. So that's how it came here. So in a first time to to be in this country, I'm really, really happy to be here. Is um, quite, uh, I like the freedom and I like the, uh, you know, the convenience. So it's centrally located. I mean, now we're in special circumstances with due to COVID. Um, so, but the government is, um, it respects a lot of uh, personal freedom. That's what I like the most. Yes. Excellent. You you touched on a very important topic, and uh, that is that is freedom of choice, uh, which yes. is a, a great uh, a great really uh, to have that. Um, in uh, Julio, for those of uh, for most of us, obviously that that may not know exactly what do you do. What what is your role today? What do you do? Uh, give us a little bit of background of your uh, your mandate. What do you do today? Sure. Well, I have uh, I have two assignments at the moment. Uh, so one is uh, with an automotive company that they like to expand their footprint from mm -hmm. North America to Europe. So I'm helping them to 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 find the best uh, the best setup, right? So the best um, some partnership or or some kind of joint venture. So and how to serve their customers here in Europe. And uh, I have a personal enterprise which is. Uh, with my network of uh, venture capital friends and uh, acquaintances that I met through my career and, and studies. So what I the, what I do there, I look for fortune. For, uh, I look for um, startups, especially on advanced manufacturing and uh, Industry 4.0. So oh, uh, yes. that is interesting for 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 many of uh, obviously the listeners may not know what 4.0 uh, is, but you know, give us a little bit of background. What what is what is the kind of uh, opportunity there and what exactly is the 4.0? Good. Uh, well, it's basically the industrial internet of things. Uh, it's uh, connecting not only the, the equipment in the factory, but also connecting people, right? And have a, a live flow of information of what's happening on the shop floor. If you look at the typical industrial setup, I mean, the, it's uh, legacy equipment. There is also new equipment, but... Uh, most of the times uh, when you're in, a, in an operations environment, which I've, I've been fortunate to be uh, in, in, you know, um, dealing with uh, factories in many countries in, in different time zones and, and, and continents, you need information fast. I mean, why do you need that? To make sure that you can uh, serve your customer on time, that you mm -hmm. can schedule and, and you can also uh, distribute um, production in case of there is a, you know, uh, uh, issues with with the with mm -hmm. the network, right? So there is um, what I look into uh, specifically is uh, how do we connect machines? How do we connect people? Uh, in uh, uh, fortunately nowadays there is a uh, quite a large ecosystem in mm -hmm. in terms of startups or people that that see an opportunity and say, look, I can connect this, I can connect that, I can. Uh, um, I can build this into this architecture. So I see an opportunity there um, to compare the different solutions in the, sh in, the, in the market and then to select the one that's have the most potential. So uh, that's been my, that's one of my areas of strengths that I, that I saw that I could uh, uh, make a big impact. And that's what I took as my own enterprise. Wonderful. Well, you know, you touched on a very uh, interesting topic, uh, 4.0 and uh machines connect machines humans 
You know, a lot of people are wondering, um, and in some cases, you know, have a lot of uncertainty. What is the future? Because if machines are becoming smarter and factories smarter, then there will be probably not as much need for factory workers. So, um, you know, they say in the next probably 10 to 20 years that, that uh, the, you know, the whole manufacturing could significantly change with number of people being employed. Um, what is your view on this? You know, what's, uh, what do you see hmm. as a future in that? That's a really interesting question. I mean, there's a lot of literature out there about um, the impact of automation, not only the physical automation, but also of processes and, and information as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe, I mean, uh, we have worked with a few of the most advanced institutes in, in the world uh, to look into automation and uh, how do we um, remove labor uh, from the shop floor. But we find that there is uh, the, the most uh, capable machine that exists mm -hmm. is the human, right? So you cannot, you cannot replace the human in, in certain cases. Um, so the, the robots and the machines, they only have so much intelligence uh, and you need to train them and you need to maintain them and so on. Uh, we we have dealt with cases where um, it's uh, is more economically feasible to have a, a person than to have a, a robot uh, for the flexibility that allows it. Um, uh, if you look at the at the overall universe of products that are made in factories, I think we're still far away from from having a fully automated world. Uh, probably uh, two to three decades uh, away. Okay. Um, so that's uh, that's the reality. I mean, there's a lot of hype uh, that you know, uh, a lot of uh, commercial uh, drive behind uh, automation. But it's uh, the reality is is not straightforward as just not just removing a person and putting a robot. It's it's not it's not like that. Uh, so basically, what you say, we still have two to three decades to prepare. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yes, and uh, I'll, um, that brings a, a good topic. And um, you know, one of the things that I've been doing personally is meditation. You know, especially this year, I picked it up uh, quite heavily. Uh, mm -hmm. I try to do it every day, and I do guided meditation. Uh, so not not every day um, uh, is possible, but. Uh, what came up after a few months of doing that is like, well, I need to have myself a purpose, right? So I need to have myself a kind of a, a long-term target. And I'm not talking about a five-year target. I'm not talking about 10 years. So I said, well, I'm 42. So average, you know, life expectancy, uh, if you take good care and everything goes well, it's, an, it's 80 years old. So yeah. I said, why don't I just put up a 40-year plan? Something wow. like really, really, really ambitious. And uh, so then I start to look at, um, so it's not about wealth. It's about responsibility, about myself, about my family, about my environment, and um, as a mature individual, right? So that's what I, what I came up with. And uh, I made a plan just uh, in case I get to live that, that long. <laughs> and, <laughs> but uh, the, the elements are pretty simple, right? So I, I put first uh, the why to write a plan. Why? Why am I writing this plan? And you then know, this is this is very yeah. helpful because I was going to say, why do you do what you do? You know, and the, when when you start with the why, that's a great. Yes. Uh, so I'm very curious to hear that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the starting with the why uh, keeps you keeps you focused, right? And um, 
especially me as being engineer or you know we, we love to uh, we love to invent solutions right and then there's not always the very clear problem right so why are you inventing a wheel you know this you know those kind of things and uh, so i started my plan with the why and uh, and i define what is important to me right to to my life and then uh, then i look into what is I say well i want I want something real, right? So, and then look into what is real and what is not real. And then I look into my professional life and into my um, socioeconomic status and all that, and all of that. And then, mm -hmm. uh, then from then I went into what I want and what I need, which are two different things, right? Mm, that's interesting. Uh, and then from then I did the what I don't want. So that that helps me especially to 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 navigate in uh, in in the business environment in in personal lives you know and and uh, then I look into my strengths and what I have what I'm missing what I need to to learn and do and uh, and most importantly what are the what are the circumstances or situations where I what I plan to say no straight out and I, I think that's one of the biggest learnings that I have uh, the working globally learn to say no learn to be selective learn to 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 take care of your time, of your health, of, mm -hmm. of, of your words. Um, and then that, so that was it. So, and, and then I just put together a kind of a small vision of what I plan to do the rest of my forties. If, if, you know, if, if all goes well <laughs> and, uh, uh, what I, what I want to do in my fifties, in my sixties, something like that. And, uh, I say, yeah, why not to do a 40 year plan? Julio, this is, uh, one of the most, uh, inspirational thing I've, I have heard. And, uh, before, obviously, I, go, I get you through the 50s, 60s, and, the, and 70s. <laughs> when you close your eyes, you know, and, and when you look at your eight years old, how do you see yourself? How do you look like? Where are you? You know, what's your vision for, for when you're 80? Look, uh, I, when I look, um, I read it somewhere. You know, uh, when you're trying to make an important life decision, you need to kind of have a perspective of yourself from the future, right? So if, what will myself from the future think of this decision, right? And um, so I look at myself uh, from backwards and say, well, uh, I not only took good care of my, my health, you know, my, my body, you know, keep exercising, eating, eating healthy and so on. But also, you know, I, besides my family, I managed to keep it together, you know? That's <laughs> and, very uh, important. Grand yeah, over days, to be honest. I mean, uh, you know, educate my, my children and, and so on. And, uh, but also what else can I do for, for society, right? And for environment mostly, because um, we, we talk about environment, we talk about, you know, all the big problems, but uh, there's not gonna be uh, just a magic solution, right? Uh, yeah. So everyone needs to do a little bit of it. So it's, it's proven that, that the, the, the micro contributions of the individuals are the ones that, that make a change, you know, it's like, uh, uh, don't drop garbage on the street, you know, uh, you know, drive responsibly, you know, uh, don't uh, take care of the noise to your surroundings, you know, those kind of things. So it's, it's in you, the, the solution uh, of, of a big part of the solution to these, these major problems. Excellent. How do you care, um, Julio? What is your way of taking care of obviously yourself, your family, but everyone else. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, about caring, I, I believe the first starts with, uh, with listening. And mm. you, you need to fully and 
attentively and actively listen. Uh, and it starts with with yourself, right? You need to to listen to to what's in your head, you, to your to your mind. Uh, find find peace. You know, yeah. I, I find that through meditation. Uh, to listen to your body. You know, if you have aches or you have you know you're overweight or you know you have some some uh, some issues with your body. So listen to your body. And that if you listen attentively that means that you care that to to pay attention right mm -hmm. um if you care to pay attention then you want you that's halfway towards action then it's relatively easier to dry, draw an action plan the rest is discipline and and the same goes for for people i mean i i've been uh, fortunate to work in you know various countries in projects at over 30 countries and, and so on in uh, Asia, Africa, Southeast Asia, uh, Latin America. And uh, it, it, I, I learned, you know, on the road to to really pay attention what people are telling you, because especially you communicate through a language that is not your natural language or you know, your native language. So you need to pay more attention to what they're trying to tell you. Um, you need to take their perspective as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's how you care. So what if I was, you know, um, a kid in these circumstances? What if I, if I was a woman in these circumstances? What if I was someone, you know, of, uh, uh, you name the gender or circumstances, what would they be looking at this situation, right? So um, so listen, um, look at look at the other perspective and try to be precise in your, in your speech when you sp and, and speak up, especially, you know, if you see something that is done not correctly or, or, or not right, uh, you, you have a responsibility to, to raise your hand, right? Uh, you know, with the proper, um, you know, respectfully and, and uh, manner. Uh, and that's actually coming from Lean, you know, then in Lean there is a, when you teach Lean, when you do um, coaching on the shop floor or to executives, what is uh, what is yes. lean J just to give us a little bit of background of lean because i'm aware of the methodology but i think yes. it's helpful for for you to give us a bit of insight well uh, uh it's uh, also quite a bit of literature on lean and it's basically a, a, a way of a philosophy to to remove waste from or prevent waste from from any any process, mm -hmm. any any kind of environment, uh, is to design uh, not to have waste or to design uh, how to subtract waste from it. And um, the company that that made it kind of popular or famous uh, around the world is Toyota. And mm -hmm. in the in the 70s and 80s, so they developed uh, a number of, of tools, you know, to to apply mm -hmm. in the industrial world. And uh, some tools now they they took it into program management that became agile in that's the agile methodology and they use uh, Japanese words as well uh, you know Kanban and, and, and those kind of things um, so it's pretty much to how do you do how do you continuously drive for improvement how do you look to make things better and it starts mm -hmm. with you and, and, and it's impressive and uh, I, I have I've done some work with Toyota uh, some some colleagues there that I, I went to learn and um, it's, it's the way they look at problems, the perspective they have. They always, like I said earlier, so the perspective of the customer, you know, the customer is always first, you know, then then how do they care about the attention to detail, the attention to mm -hmm. quality, 
uh, and that is the why you know that is the, that is the why they they do all of this you know that's what they do lean is is the tool or is the answer to that that is um, is is the caring is at the center of it thank you that was very helpful yes uh, and uh, julio in, in give us a situation when your care was put to the test mm. well uh well i had a few uh it's um i was um I also I had a I fortunate to had a um, couple of times um, uh, people with certain disabilities uh, under under my responsibility at work. Uh, so one person had a had a you know had a birth defect on on a hand, and uh, so I I felt that you know I had I had to take care of of this person in a certain circumstance. You know, give him a little bit of more. Um, a little bit more freedom and so on, but surprisingly, this person, uh, uh, they, they, are, they are impressive, you know. Um, uh, he was the, he's the, the most hardworking, he was, at that time, was the most hardworking person in the team. He was a top performer. Uh, he was uh, not only taking care of, you know, his his duties, but also supporting others in the team that, um, that were, um, that were not performing, coaching, and so on. Um, I had another another person, another engineer in um, in one developing country. So, and um, my age, but uh, he suffered from polio when he was a kid. And then, you know, nowadays he's he's a disease that you you don't you don't see right, and uh, you don't you don't face it uh, right straight mm-hmm. up uh, normally. And uh, so I was I was shocked. But I mean, he was super supportive in everything. Uh, committed with the with the pro with the with the with the programs that we had with the initiatives and uh, nor- normally I mean you you would say well you know this person has a disability right so uh, you need to behave differently say no you need to behave normal with them that's how you need to you need to give them that respect and uh, you know one of one of my uh, the things that that I admire a lot is the the small manufacturing companies that that employ handicapped people, disability, people with disabilities. So that's something that, you know, that, uh, that inspires me a lot. I mean, I, I don't have now the, the ambition to do it, but I mean, I, I hope to do it in the future, you know, to have something like that, to, to apply my knowledge, industrial knowledge, uh, manufacturing knowledge in, uh, in employing uh, people with disabilities. So that's, yes. No, no, that's very, uh, very interesting story. But my, I also wanted to find out: was there a situation or an obstacle or a, or a problem that uh, your care was kind of challenged? You know, in, I'm sure in corporate and throughout your and experiences mm-hmm. around the world, um, you had to choose between, I, I guess, um, you know, corporate goals or taking care, or you know, was there a situation where really um your uh, intention and, and goodwill was challenged by other uh, outside forces uh, it has been um you know uh, unfortunately it it uh, it had to do with environmental you know and uh, so there was um a situation where we we had to decide you know to make an investment or to uh, because there were some environmental claims uh, in 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 that uh, in that case, and uh, um, so I just had to stay firm. You know, I said, look, this is is not about you know not about money. It's about the impact to the society and the impact to the uh, 
um, to the environment that we, you know, that we need to take care of. And uh, that's that's it. You know, need to just stay your ground and uh, and make sure that that uh, that you reason uh, first of all, and then you try to explain it, and uh, and then make them see your perspective in terms of the and so on. And uh, there is always ways to, to look after uh, this. Uh, and you will be tested always because there are different kinds. There are always a different perspective. There is always someone, uh, you know, putting economical interests before uh, mm. in this in these circumstances. But uh, just just be patient, stay firm, and uh, and you will succeed. <laughs> no, thank you for that. That's been uh, look. Um, it's very helpful what what you're sharing and. Uh, Give us your, uh, is there any practical tools or step to, to take um, in terms of how do you take care of yourself, you know, to be sustainable? You know, you said you mentioned to stay oh. firm, to stay, stay well. What do you do? What are your secrets? Uh, you know, what are your tools to help you? Good question. Uh, first one, as, as I said, um, try to have a, I try to have a routine. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the best example because uh, sometimes I have, you know, conflicting conflict conflicts in my agenda. But I try to do the same activities every day. So, for example, um, during the week, I try to meditate uh, for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, I try to keep um, consistent diet through the mm-hmm. through the week. Mm-hmm. Um, hydration is quite important. It's pretty tactical stuff. And um, the what else? Uh, working out also five times a week. It's uh, it's really important to keep you balanced, to keep all your uh, your energy flowing. Uh, then, uh, so that's on the physical and, and sleeping well. That's I would say those are the main three. You know, um, eat well, um, sleep sleep well, and exercise. That's that's the core of it, right? Um, then uh, about um, the question about uh, how do you stay uh, focused on caring, right? That's what I put together my plan. So that's I, I checked also every week. I have a, a time slot uh, every Friday at 7 a.m. I wake up and I read my plan and say, well, this, where am I in the plan? And, you know, you reflect on the week before what happened. You look into the, the, the coming week or, or the coming month or, or you know, we don't travel much these days, but I mean, I used to travel quite a bit. And uh, but but you you go back to your uh, guiding star, you to your true north you, through that plan. That's how I take care of myself. Uh, try to spend quality time with uh, with my wife. You know, when we are together, I put the phone away and really listen to her and uh, ask her questions. Uh, when I meet with friends, I mean, not, we cannot now, but. Uh, um, also put a phone, put away the phone and, and really have a genuine interest. Hey, how are, how are things? And, uh, just listen, just listen to them. And, uh, because then they do the same to me, right? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You know, probably someone said to me that the future currency and the, even the currency of today, but even more so in the future is attention, uh, having your full attention, give someone your full attention, you know, uh, uninterruptedly. It's priceless. Uh, I guess that's why the social media wants our attention so much. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, it's priceless. Yeah, that, that good point. Um, uh, you know, I I don't have Instagram. Uh, I 
you know, Facebook, I check once a week. Um, uh, LinkedIn also like once, twice a week. Uh, in, but uh, I try to just, you know, keep that hygiene and in terms of what, what comes into your, first yeah. in, into your head, into your eyes. And because uh, all of that touches you, all, all, all of that influences you. I mean, if, you, if you're watching news 24-7, I mean, you will develop a... a and not so positive attitude uh, towards the world. You know, you'll think, you know, gloom and doom and so on. No, life is fantastic. You know, it's uh, uh, it's great to, you know, even this circumstance, uh, COVID, is it, is a big test for everyone. You know, yeah. to to be uh, to be away from your loved ones, you, you cannot see your friends and so on. Uh, but but we have a, a a natural drive to care. You know, and how are others doing? You know. I find myself reconnecting with people from 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 the NBA uh, through through COVID, you know, through sure. And you always need to look at the positives. Always a positive in every circumstance, you know. It's um, um, I, I like to add a story in um, in it was a book about resilience that I read, and um, they said that there was um, they interviewed uh, a number of the survivors. Uh, of Auschwitz, and uh, they found a, a common characteristics among uh, amongst them, and it was that they 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 believed that whatever they whatever were suffering, it will end at one point. So they had this faith and this belief that it will this is not forever, you know, and that's where we we need we need to we need to keep this uh, positivity, right? So it doesn't mean you need to be happy all the time, but you need to stay uh have faith you know things will get better and they always do you know just look at history uh they always get better they will always come out humans we always find a solution um and and it will be it will be good it will be good again i love it it's uh, really when you talk about the look looking at the good side of uh, you know the positive side of every situation it's not easy but it's uh, really a great way. And also you said something very inspiring earlier. Prepare. You have uh, a number, you know, certain number of days, certain number of springs, certain numbers of summers, and certain numbers of breaths. So make them count. And you're right. Um, they, they won't last forever. I think this is such yes. a great uh, um, kind of message that, that you're sending that uh, um, mm-hmm. whatever you do, you know, do to do to the best you can, and and always look at it as a at the bright side. It's not easy, but of course, whenever you can, that will make a great difference. And Julio, moving forward, and really, it's it's very interesting to see your your perspective of the world, uh, which is, as you said, positive in in that way. What inspires you? You know, what are the things that motivate you and give you energy? Hmm. Um. What inspires me? It's um, first is um, what I what I say is you know you need to have a long term plan, but you need to work on it every day. Um, um, you know, just waking up uh, inspires me because um, I read somewhere, you know, uh, oh one more day. I say, well, it's actually factually is one less day. So that's that's the first kick of the day, you know. As well, is uh, let's make the most out of it. Um, well, that's the first one. Um, 
what inspires me doing i practice gratitude a lot you know and we give a lot of things for granted and uh, even when i'm having a meal it's like you know i observe it and i taste it and i try to be present in in that moment so that that keeps me going you know that imp- inspires me um talking to people like you uh for example it's always it's always good to talk to you marian uh, you always you. inspire you inspire me and then uh, uh the, the same as i said before you know uh, listening because um um it's another book i read i think it's the the 12 rules of life and then one of them is like listen the other person as if he's telling you something you don't know oh and yeah because because you might and chances are we don't hold all the knowledge we don't know everything and you know need to be humble um but if you pay attention if you listen to the other person yeah you don't have to agree but uh but it's gonna give you another perspective so that that's you know getting that information that in, inspires me that you know that to know that there is more to learn that inspires me um uh, what else uh seeing my child you know is you know it's it's, it's uh when you have a kid i mean you you know what i mean but it's uh yeah. it's an inspiration right you you see the world again through the eyes of a child you know that that inspires you it's uh yeah that's those are my things no wonderful really and um in terms of uh, really what do you think um we need to do to to spread the care culture you know what you know not not just uh, you know ourselves but i guess what is your vision on on how this can can really spread around and and make a better world mm. good very good question um I, i have not thought about it but uh i i think it starts first with yourself you know people will notice if you're you're taking care of yourself uh, and yeah. then it depends on on how how active you like to get into your into your community right and then and then to the world right so if you want to take care of you know your community there are there are many ways uh, you know you can volunteer i, I wanted to go back volunteering but I, i did it a while ago in a in a shelter you know to you know helping with the foods and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but uh, i haven't been able to then um how do you spread that uh, i believe that the there are you know there is already a lot of ways to do it you know through uh charities foundations and you know that you can support a cause that that you like for example my my wife she supports the one charity for animals around the world and uh i think you know i it would never occur to me that to do that you know but every month she contributes and she gets letters and you know uh uh that's uh that's something that that she likes to you know she, she likes to take care of uh but um you know i think it's you you can do quite a lot uh if if you just take responsibility for yourself to you take care of yourself uh you you try to do the minimal as minimal impact that you can to the environment for example i don't own a car uh, oh i i go around by bike and now i know the country here is fantastic uh, ways to Amsterdam is yes, yes. <laughs> yeah it's not possible everywhere but um, um we try to reduce our plastic consumption for example um uh, so just kind of all of these adds up uh, i believe you know start with, start with start with yourself yes 
Oh, thank you for that. And uh, look, a final point uh, from ourselves. You know, what's your vision for for you know better future? What do you think we want to change the world in the next uh, three years? Is there something that's especially you know taken into account the the corona? What what are the things we can, we can do and prepare ourselves and as a as a community society to to make it a better world in the next uh, I guess the short term one to three years time frame. Well, um, I believe the governments are are doing the best they can, you know, to to manage the the pandemic uh, with. You know they they but they can only go they yeah. can only go so far. Yeah. Um, they cannot they they can advise and they can put guidelines and they can uh, lock down and so on. But but if, if we behave responsibly and you know keep your distance, you know, I believe we, we can manage a large part of it. Um, I won't go into the into the vaccine because that's uh, quite a controversial sure. uh, topic. Uh, but um, we we I believe we can manage this. Uh, in, and it's you know it's, there is, it's proven in certain countries that that if you follow the the basic uh, you know um, hygiene uh, mask you know all the layers of protection then you can you can contain it uh, and I think that's 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 the most we can do at the moment because uh, it's the most disruptive event that we had in the I would say in the in the last 20 30 years um, absolutely it's, it, it's affecting absolutely every element of society all the economical levels uh, and and uh, we need to really pay attention to it i mean it's yeah perhaps the environment is is in some ways benefit benefiting out of it but uh it is it's a wake-up call for us um absolutely uh, yes and and when you look at uh beyond this you know uh, beyond the, the the kind of post uh corona if you like um mm -hmm. Uh, what do you wish for the world? Uh, I, wish, I wish that we come come out of this um, a bit more more sensitive to to each other, more more connected. You know, it's um, mm. you read all, all a lot of articles nowadays, and they say, look, how is it possible that um, the the economy keeps going when we are locked down home, right? So it's, if you think about it, our needs are really, really basic. And uh, and then what we crave the most is, is this, you know, connecting with each other um, and uh, being genuine, being uh, being authentic. And not only now that, oh, I would need to call my parents, you know, it's, uh, no, you need to do that consistently. So we, we, that we become more, uh, more human, you know, it's, um, Technology is supposed to help us not to not not to disconnect us, right? So that's that's my view. Love it, you know. And you know what? So, someone said on the topic about the parents because sometimes we are busy and we 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 forget when you receive a phone call from your parents. And uh, I guess you should be the the luckiest person that you can receive that phone call first, you know, in, because some people will not even have parents. And and yes. that's really uh, when it comes down to really appreciating. And uh, I, I wish for the world that um, once this is all over, not only they will take off their physical mask, but also their imaginary mask. So and they can live the lives they really want and being truthful to themselves. Uh, because you said something very important: being genuine, authentic. Uh, 
and someone said to me, uh, truth is equal life. So I wish more life and more really uh, correct, greater and, and caring world. And um, no, I'm pretty positive about the future. I'm excited to see what's coming, despite all the difficulties we have to go through. Yes, me too. Great. Julio, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor to, to have you here. Uh, thanks to you. And uh, well, uh, I wish you have a good day and uh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you, Julio. Take care. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Find out more about the leaders who care across the main social media channels and help us spread the care culture in your own community. First, by taking care of yourself and then of others around you. It all starts with one person, one act of kindness. What is one thing you can do today to make your environment better? Stay inspired and stay caring. See you next time.